Welcome back to the Divine Feminine Podcast. It's officially October, so I have a new series that I wanted to introduce to you guys just to switch up the tempo just a bit and just have a little bit more meaning to the conversations that we have here on this platform. If you're new here, I'm Justine Janelle, your host. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or somewhat of a threat. What's your biggest fear? Today, I just wanted to talk about like fears and phobias, if there's any that you have. But first and foremost, I just wanted to like get to know you a little bit and learn about what you do and like what you want to offer to the world. Right. So, well, first, my name is Davuska Nova. Um, everyone calls me Davi, and, except for my family. Um, and so <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, right? Usually nicknames are when your family give it to you. But for me, it's the opposite. My family has like a full name and then everyone else calls me by the nickname. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah they're <laughs> um, like, yeah, no, your name is Davuska. Like, yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but he's, uh, so everyone calls me Davi. And so what I do is I'm a content creator slash graphic designer. Nice. Um, I used to work for Off Limits as their social media manager. And then at August, um, the period care company as their brand designer. But right now I'm kind of freelancing, trying to test things out on different projects. And ultimately what I want to offer to the world is basically from like the from an artistic perspective, I just want to be able to support other creatives um, that kind of went came from the same, I guess, trenches as me, where yeah. I always I always like to say where I'm like, well, technically I'm not supposed to be here. Like I figured my way into this space. So I want to help those who are like in the same same trenches <laughs> yeah so like how do you promote yourself like what are like some platforms that you enjoy promoting yourself on um so to so, like for career wise or just like in general just so people can see my work yeah just like creative wise so i tip usually you know the old school instagram everybody mm-hmm. has an instagram resume setup like i just like it's turned into like a visual linkedin Mm-hmm. Um, so that's where I usually am and then obviously TikTok um, and then I kind of just through these little communities on Geneva which is how I met you yeah. um, they're just they just become so freaking awesome like it's just like I, I think it's a more intimate and more authentic way to meet people yes yeah. so, I, I think- really enjoy it because there's just like so many different like rooms and like you're meeting people from like Spain and just like it's just so diverse and you know like I thought it was like mainly a, a, a female app but then I came across some like male creatives so it kind of like balanced out the energy in a way so I really do enjoy the app I must say like how right. long have you been on there so I've been on there since I worked actually no I'm not I'm gonna lie hold on I actually been on there since I want to say last year. Um, okay. Yeah, because like so, there's there's this Latinx beauty company called Ceremonia, and they yeah. use Geneva, and so like yeah. I've gotten to connect with like 
creators on there who like um, talk about beauty and things like that so it's been pretty cool on there um mm-hmm. and then it was off after that was august and august has a really big community on there as well so it's it's been really awesome and i agree with you like it's like really cool because you're like wait this feels very much like a teen maybe preteen. Yes, exactly <laughs> like everyone is so friendly like it's definitely a different energy from instagram so i really enjoy it like i feel like it's way more productive so that's one of the reasons why like when I thought about doing this series, I was like, let me share it on here because, you know, Instagram can be very like superficial in a way and like people mm-hmm. don't really want to interact like that. So it's good to be able to be in a space where everyone's just comfortable just saying, hey, like I have this great idea, like who wants to collab or, you know, right. I have this job opportunity. Like I even seen that on there. Like it's so dope. Like I'm I'm excited. <laughs> Same. And I'm like, it's so awesome because I'm like, I see you, you, you posted that you have a podcast. I wouldn't have known otherwise had it not been for this group chat. So I think it's so sick. So like, where are you from? Like originally? So originally I was born in the Bronx. Um, okay, nice. Yeah. So then my um, parents moved me out to Jersey. So now I currently live in Jersey. I, like during the pandemic, I lived in the Brooklyn for a little bit. And then I was Ooh. like, too expensive. And then I left. Yeah. Oh, so you was living out there by yourself. Yeah, no, well, with an ex-boyfriend, but that's a whole other oh, lifetime. Okay. <laughs> oh, yes. okay, nice. So how does it feel being a Bronx? Because I'm from the Bronx, too. How does okay. it feel being a Bronx girl? I live in New Jersey. I feel like it's like a full-on, like, 360 in a way. A hundred percent. Yo, yeah. when we moved here, we were like, <laughs> <laughs> when we moved here, we were like, what is this Disney Channel ass <laughs> <laughs> we were like hold on this is real like this is not just in the- okay okay yeah yeah. Um, yeah so it's definitely a, uh uh yeah a whole flip on its head type situation so yeah. yeah it's um but luckily for us my parents didn't move us in like a very um predominantly white area thank god okay. yeah so, so you still yeah. had a low culture yeah which is awesome so i do appreciate that um but yeah definitely definitely a whole other lifestyle and then but my family's still out there. So, like, we got the best of the both worlds kind of thing. Yeah. Like, we got to do, like, the chill s- suburban shit. But, like, we still have, like, the accessibility of, like, okay, we'll go to the city. We don't live too far right. from it. So, it worked oh, out. Oh, it's perfect. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's nothing worse than being, like, fully secluded and isolated. Especially from, like, coming from an area where everything is so convenient. Like, right. I legit went from living in the Bronx, living in Mount Vernon. Then I moved to Jersey too. And then I moved to Texas to make it even worse. So like- <laughs> Oh, wow, that is a crazy, what was Texas like? And so I'm currently in Texas now. And it's very interesting. It's still very hot outside. So like, I w- that was gonna be my next question. Like, what is the <laughs> weather over there? Because I see people pull up with the bubble jackets so quick. Like I didn't even see a transition. It went from like, booty shorts to like full-on jacket scarf i'm like i forgot how cold new york gets so quick it was like so what's crazy is that yesterday it was like 70 something degrees but like two days before that it was storming it was freezing it was hoodie oh no yeah (laughs) so i'm like what so you're right i was watching the breakfast club it was so funny because they were like diddy did you just purchase this puffer today to be in this interview He was like, yeah, because this weather's not out there in L.A. <laughs> yeah, LA, so, yeah, L.A. is another place where, like, the weather is kind of weird, too. But, yeah, it's very hot in Texas, and there's there's nothing convenient, girl. There's literally nothing convenient. The only thing that's convenient is you having a lot of space, because, you know, in New York, you get an apartment, and it's a box. Right. Um. So you do get the space. You do get, you know, the amenities that you would like. 
But um, you're not going to get the culture as much. So that's one thing I do miss about New York. Yeah. Do you have like a... In the East Coast. Yeah, I was gonna say like it's like a different lifestyle in the South. My my aunt lives out in Kentucky. I was like, what is that like? (laughs) Yeah. All right. Have you been out to Kentucky? Oh yeah, I went out there when I was in middle school, and it's a whole other planet. Like they just yeah, it's another. Not even like it's just like their culture is very different. It's very you can tell it's very predominantly white. That's the one thing. Mm. Um. So when they meet, I'm Dominican. They're like, where is that? What is that? Like that kind of thing. Yeah, Isn't it weird that people don't know like where you're from. Like they don't know like basic countries. Like it's insane to me. Right, because I'm like I'm so used to it's so diverse around here. So I'm like I've right. met people from everywhere. So I, to me, I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard of that. But like for them, it was like dr. I'm like dr. That's, that's like everyone's OG like vacation yeah. spot at least if they don't know anything else. But did you have a crazy fear to move to like Texas? Honestly, so I moved here in 2018. And then I moved back to New York in like eight months because I couldn't do it. And oh. then I moved back last year with my boyfriend. And it that was a huge different, like it was a completely different like experience just because like, I feel like when you have like a partner, like everything just kind of like elevates. So mm-hmm. you don't feel so like alone. Cause like my family's not here. Like they're still in New York. So like- Oh, it's just nice to have somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean? So. As far as, like, fears, like, my only fear is driving here um, because, like, people cannot drive here. Like, if you think it's bad in New York, it's way worse here because, like, the roads <laughs> are bigger. It's insane. Like, I'm like, no, I'm never driving here. So that's, like, my only fear. But other than that, I like a good life. Like, I don't want to ever feel as if, like, I'm crammed up in an apartment just to be able to go to the bodega. Like, it's right. just not really, like, a good, like, handoff, you know, like. So it's cool. Like, it's definitely an adjustment. But that's why I come back to New York, like, every six months, honestly. Oh, hey. So next time you come through, yeah, we'll link no, up in person. The link. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, honestly, I'm meeting a lot of different people. Like, now that I'm not there, I'm meeting more people that are there. And I'm like, you lived here this whole time, and I had no idea. It's just I know. So we could have cool. been best days. Yeah. Like, it's so cool. So yeah. that's the beauty of the internet. I agree, Harry. So I seen that she said that she wanted to be Lady Godiva. And I'm not even going to lie. I had to Google it because I did not know who that was. So what inspired that costume choice? So, I, so I'm going to be real with you. I don't know any crazy historical anything about her. Mm-hmm. But I have seen her in media just like as an image or like as yeah. something that people talk about. So I was like, I just love the look of like her on a horse and this yeah. crazy long Rapunzel hair covering mm-hmm. her body. And just so beautiful and strong. And I just feel like I, I would love to do one a costume like that, but reinvent it with curly hair. So like yeah, get a bunch of, you know, a bunch of curly bundles and just wrap it around my body. Maybe yeah. maybe do like a shoot on a horse. And I was like, that's like my dream. Like my dream costume is that. So one day it's going to happen. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because I then I Googled it and then I seen it was like Beyonce did like a remake of her. And I was like, that is so creative. It's just so gorgeous. Like the yeah. energy that it gives. Yeah, no, it's super, super feminine. So, like, I seen that you, um, you said that feminine is an energy and an essence that it represents gentleness and sh- being strong. I feel like the strong part is something that like New York, <laughs> New York women always embody. Like, we have like a sense of like we have to like be both at the same time. Hundred percent. Do you feel like that's something that like affects you every day? Or are you able to turn it off and turn it on? Like, as far as, like, being strong? 
I think it's something that is an everyday thing. I think mm-hmm. I can switch it on and off when it needs to be. Like I can be the gentle, the nurturing, the sister, that kind of thing. Yeah. When it when it's necessary, but then I know that there's certain spaces where I'm like, I need to not have this energy. I need to be back onto like, do not fuck with me. I'm yeah. not the one to fuck with. Like that. There's just like you have like it's 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 like what you said. There's just certain spaces where you just you need to be that way just to protect yourself yeah one for protection and then two just to be taken seriously like i've been in so many (laughs) calls so many rooms where you just get overlooked because you're just like you're you're the soft-spoken or the gentle or you don't come off as like one two three was good yeah yeah (laughs) so like yeah i get that 100 percent so then so then there are times like you say where you have to like switch it on so people know like okay you mean business and but then you know when you get home you want to be gentle and soft and cuddle and hugs and kisses (laughs) (laughs) exactly and i think it's important to be able to find that balance because it can make you really angry you know like i see a lot of people they get older and they're still that way like they still aren't able to like figure out like that balance so it's good to be able to be aware like okay like these are things that are triggering me like crazy mm-hmm. taking the train was extremely triggering and then once i stopped taking the train i feel like soft life just kicked in automatically like because i don't have to push i don't have to shove like mm-hmm. there's just an energy that comes with being in a certain region of the world where it makes you a little bit more tough so yeah, even your safety yeah i think it's a good thing like i don't think it's 100 percent like negative Right, like I think it, I, you nailed it on like the train situation. Like I always, like I, I'm one of those people. I'm like, like I'm I, anybody who knows me personally will always say like, oh, I'm just so like friendly and nice and everything. The minute I step into the city, Ooh. the minute I step near a train or a man crosses me, it's mean mugging and shoving. Like I don't, <laughs> like there's you're not gonna get no gentle, no nice, no understanding because I don't know you. You could be the killer. I'm not. Exactly. <laughs> no, you gotta be careful. Seriously. <laughs> So whether you're listening to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Good Pods, be sure to give it a rating and leave a review if possible. I would love to hear your feedback. By doing this, this helps future listeners to know what to expect when tuning into our episodes here. So be sure to leave a review, especially now that we're doing this series. I really would love to hear your feedback. Now, let's get back to the show. So, quick question. Have you ever watched Black Mirror? Yes! Yes! (laughs) I feel like Black Mirror, like, as a whole, is a full-on scary movie. Like, so, like, I don't know if you watched the episode where... It's my favorite episode. But it's the episode where the lady was, like, going around and trying to get validation from everyone so that she can, like, have this perception of her, like that she's this good person. Like, did you watch that episode? Yes, yes, the one where she, where like, it's like they're pretty much um, IRL Instagram. Right. Yes, yes. Isn't that scary how that really became a reality? It, 100%. Like, it, you nailed it with when we were talking about Geneva. was yeah. so crazy about like the authenticity and the talking to people. But it's so crazy because I was thinking that too, where I'm like, in Geneva, I don't feel like people are looking at my profile. Right. Pre, yeah. like, determining if, if I'm of value to them. Mm. But on Instagram, 
the switch up of people that I it's fucked insane. with. It's insane. Yeah. It's that you're like, you're like, wow, like you really like now you're seeing, you're like, okay, this person follows you, this person likes you, this has this number. I must fuck with you now. Whew. Do you think that that's like um like a programming? Cause like I even noticed like with certain people, like if they follow a certain amount of people, they can't like if they have a certain amount of followers, they can't follow a certain amount of people. Like their mind just automatically says, oh, well, the ratio has to be a certain amount. So right. that I can look as if like pe- more people are on me than I'm on other people. Right. Just, Is it me? Or- no, no, you're right. <laughs> it's so crazy because you know what's crazy? I had this girl once like say, it's okay if you don't follow me. Um, People just unfollow me. Da-da-da. And I just felt so bad because mm. I was like, damn. I was like, I, I, I think that like, it, like you said, the ratio is important to people, so they just want to look like, okay, I'm more popping than people that I like people. But yeah. I'm like, there's probably mad shit you want to follow or you're interested in that you should just not care and just follow it. And just do it. Like, just like exactly. it. That's how yeah. I feel about TikTok, because I follow everybody that I see. Like, <laughs> I would see one video, and I'm like, oh, follow, girl, follow, follow, Same. follow. Because, and also, like, when you know, like, I feel like with TikTok, it's like a different world as well. But when you know that everyone is trying to at least get to 10K because everyone's trying to monetize, like we're we're in the age where like we want to help people get monetized. Like I don't mm-hmm. know what is wrong with Instagram or the people that are on Instagram, but it's like if they see you doing things like working towards getting to a point, it's like, mm, no, I want to wait until she gets to that end goal before I can show support. And I right. feel like that's scary to me because I'm like, I like to support people when they're like just getting themselves into a space where it's uncomfortable or they're challenging themselves to be consistent. Like you can always tell that someone's working towards something. So like, why not support? Right. Like I think it, it doesn't cost you anything to be like, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to listen to your podcast. Hey, I must like your art. Hey, I'm going to share this thing because it's like, we all get it. We you, like every creative, mostly I, I talk from a creative perspective, but like course, most yeah. creatives that we know, you know, it's like, we know what it's like to have to go through all those steps and have people not back us. So, like, why would we not back those that we, like, fuck with or actually support? Exactly. Exactly. And that, once again, I just always going to tie it back to, like, Geneva. I yeah. love it. Like, they have, like, engagement groups. Like, it's just such a dope app. Like, I really feel like if Instagram was that, it would be a better place, you know? Right. And it's just, like, it's just... Like you say for Geneva, the authenticity is it's unmatched. Like I just yeah. 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 It's a little scary to be on Instagram right now. <laughs> no, seriously. Like I feel like everyone that I speak to, they're like, yeah, like I post like once a month or like once every four months. And I'm like, oh, that kind of sucks. Cause I kind of look forward to your post. Right. You know? But what happened um, to the pictures. What happened to the pictures? Yeah, and just casual <laughs> picture. And you know what it is too, also, just like from a creative perspective, like when you see other people's standard of how they take pictures or the the things that they wear or, you know, like the quality, that can be discouraging on its own because now it makes you feel as if, oh, well, I need to go get out and get a photographer because my my picture needs to look like this. And I right. sometimes we have to learn how to, like, disconnect so that way we can really be creative beings instead of always, like, comparing ourselves to how other people display their quote-unquote creativity because sometimes it's not creativity like sometimes some girls just got it you understand like models, like you know they they confident so like every picture just comes out but like not everyone's picture is going to be model type photos like sometimes 
we just want to see you fucking laugh. Like, just <laughs> smile. Like, you know, it was there was even a point where like people were afraid to smile in pictures. And I'm like, what is going on in the world? Like, I don't know. Something just happened. I know, like, what happened to the joy? Like, the joy. Remember you used to take pictures of friends and, like, yeah. oh, at so-and-so's birthday party, at so-and-so's yes. house. Now, again, it's LinkedIn. It's a digital, it's a visual LinkedIn. Yeah, it yeah. is. It's very strategic. Have you ever, like, reset your whole profile? Like, I'm erasing everything and I'm starting all over because I was one of those people where I was like, oh, man, all my pictures are shit. And I'm like, oh, I need to restart because yeah. it don't look like somebody else's stuff. And this was, like, back in, you know, early night. I was, like, 19, 20. I'm 25 yeah. now. Mm-hmm. And it's just, like, I was like, damn. Like, I would always, com- like you said, compare myself and yeah. be like, damn, my pictures don't look like other creative people. Like, I need to set my game up. And while that's cool to encourage you to, like, want to better yourself it it really did like i did have a moment where i was like who am i like what do i what do i like what who am like what do i represent yeah i've done that with youtube and it was mainly because i spent so many years on youtube and i'm like damn i haven't met the threshold that i expected to reach or you know Mm. i'm not getting the engagement that i i used to get so like i would like hide some videos or like put it on private just so I, it looks as if, like, I didn't really put in that much work and I just popped up on YouTube. But it's just, like, <laughs> nobody cares. Like, all of this is in my head. Like, the algorithm is going to do what it needs to do. People are going to do what they need to do in terms of, like, if they feel like interacting, you know, like, that's something that you can't control. But, yeah, I right. think that we all suffer from that at some point, especially just being on the internet consistently. Like, yeah, you yeah. come across times where you're like, damn, like, I need a whole new, like, look. I need a whole new, like, image. And it's exhausting being that way. I just think you should just be and just, right. you know, just show up as you are. It's the easiest way to live, honestly. A hundred percent. It's scarier to be lost than it is just to be like, I'm doing it this way and, like, I'll figure it out. People don't like it, they figure it out. <laughs> it is what it is. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Okay, cool. So... As I asked you yesterday, um, and of course, you know, the internet's going to do what it needs to do. So I didn't even get your response. So I wanted to know, what is your biggest fear? Oof. Okay. I'm going to tell you, like, the go-to fear first. My biggest fear are rodents. I do not fuck with rats, mice, chinchillas, rabbits, guinea pigs, anything that looks like a mouse. Like, it looks (laughs) like it goes... It runs through the NYC MTA system. The cousins, the brothers, the sisters. I do not fuck with those. It's yeah. my biggest fear. <laughs> no, seriously. I legit hate rodents. I feel like that's one of the reasons why I left New York, too. Because, like, you'll be walking down the street. You will pass a Louis Vuitton store. And then all of a sudden, a whole rat. And I'm like, why are you here? Like, right? like you, you don't, don't pay taxes? On this blog. Yeah. <laughs> What are you doing here? (laughs) (laughs) No, seriously. I feel like it's just one of those things where it it comes with the territory of being in New York because it's such like an overpopulated city where it's just going to be dirty. Like, I don't know. Like, and also I just feel like we just do a horrible job with maintaining it because I will go to different states and I'm like, wow, you guys don't litter. Right. But let somebody else from not who's not from New York or from the East say anything about it. It's like, yeah. well, you guys have no right to say a damn thing. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I just I just keep quiet when it comes to that. But yeah, literally rodents are scary as fuck. Terrifying. <laughs> Terrifying. And then my other fear is the dark. I am such oh. a baby when it comes to using the bathroom at night when everything <laughs> is off. <laughs> 
I'm not kidding. Like, I have no curtains in my house because I need the moonlight to come in somehow because oh. I can't. I'm, like, a real big, scary person with that, though. So. No, that's so cute. I used to be afraid of the dark. Um, I think How did you overcome it? Honestly, I feel like I still haven't overcame it, to be honest. <laughs> so, like, I sleep with the TV on every night. Like, some people, they can just go to sleep straight, and I'm like, no, you're a serial killer. Like, I need <laughs> some type of light. Like, my, and my phone light is not enough. So, yeah, yeah I definitely agree. So, did you sleep with, like, night lights growing up? Yes, I had night lights. Aww. I had the t- same situation, TV on, mm-hmm. like, all, all anything. The, the You know how the cable boxes used to have, like, the little blue light? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, I would, my mom would cover hers. I would leave mine uncovered. I yeah. just, no, I was a big, I'm a big scaredy cat of the dark. Oh, so. that's so cute. And on just to tell you some supernatural shit, like, I 100% believe this, ready? So my my dad and my mom's family, they have a history of, like, um, brujeria and santeria and things like that, where they're, like, they're mm-hmm. n- not in an, and I feel like everyone has a very negative perspective yeah, on these things. Real, yeah. So I really wish that that was another, that's a whole other topic, but, yeah. Yeah. So, no, go ahead. Um, but, yeah, so my parents, so we have, like, those kinds of things in our family and so like mm. i grew up knowing that my dad could read palms and like he'd read our family's palms uh, okay. and things like that my aunt my great grandma would read um coffee uh coffee grounds like after you drink your coffee she would read your cups and things like that to say your future or, or whatever's going on and so i always felt like i had some sort of some some of that dna stayed in me at some point like i just i felt that because as a kid i would always see like figures and like uh. n- not see them with like my eyes. Everyone asked me like, "Oh, you can you like what do they look like?" I can describe to you exactly what they look like, but I'm telling you, it's not like something that you can see. Like it's, it's a not feeling. A, yeah, right. I was about to say that it's not like a physical thing. It's just that like you can sense the energy. Yeah, so I would always mm-hmm. sense the energy, and I could be like, "That's a man. That's a woman." The, I could mm-hmm. tell you their race. I could tell you their hair color. I could tell you what they're wearing. All of it. Yeah. So as a kid, my mom would say that I would like wake up and or like I would come I'll call her and yell and be like mom he's right there he's right there so freaking <laughs> out and she'd be like wait she would believe me because she's like yo like like she obviously she 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 believed in it because of our faith and like everything that we you know we believe in but right. she also believed me because she was like just like the straight fear and like the screaming that I would do she was like no she she sees stuff Right. Yeah. And so, like, as I got older, it never really went away. Like, I would move, like, I moved into this apartment that I'm currently in now. Mm -hmm. And there was always one man that would always, I have a bar, like, area in my house. Mm -hmm. He would always stand behind there. Always, always stand behind there. And so, um, I had a trippy moment when I took some shrooms. And so, um, I took some shrooms and, like, I, like, kind of, like, channeled in the universe and et cetera, et cetera, whatever. And so, my ex-boyfriend at the time didn't tell me that his um, uncle passed away the day before. Like, he was, like, going through it. And so when I told him, I was like, oh, and that man over there is, like, telling you to, like, take care of yourself and this, that, and the third. And he starts freaking out. And he's like, wait, what? He's like, no. He's like, Tavia, no. Like, my uncle just died yesterday. And so I was he, like, he didn't think what? To that? He did not tell me. He was, no. I was like, <laughs> he did not tell me. And I was like. And I felt like, because, you know, under shoes, it's a different feeling. You're like, oh, right. everything is beautiful. Da, da, da. So I was like, no, right. this man like wants to support you. He, this man is next to me. is stone cold sober. <laughs> freaking the fuck out. Like, yo, who is that? <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, so that was that. That's that that thing. And like, every, and ever since like, I took the shoes and I made the peace with my ex-boyfriend for him and his uncle. And like, he yeah. went away. 
Then wow. the next week, some old lady just chills next to the bar too. I'm like, nah, Am I just... somebody just pulling up to the crib. Like, excuse me. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, none of y'all were invited. Like, I thought we got rid of this as a kid, but yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I, I feel like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like a lot of times I'll say, I tell my friends, and they'll, they'll believe me. Some of my friends believe me, but I feel yeah. like generally I'm like, yo, like I need to figure this out. Maybe I should talk to like Teresa, the medium, and be like, girl, how do I channel this properly? <laughs> Yeah, no, I really admire stuff like that. Like, I feel like it's definitely, like, something that's passed down from generations. So, like, being able to, like, even when you said, like, your dad read Palm, like, I think that's dope as fuck. Because it's, like, you never hear men being in tune. Like, I never hear stuff like that. Right. So, the fact that it's, like, a cultural thing, like, you've seen that, like, in the household growing up, I think that's dope. I feel like it should be honored way more. Like, you know, like a lot of people say, like, yeah, I'm an empath or, you know, I see things or, you know, like I, you know, I'm I'm very superstitious and I understand mm-hmm. certain things. But like, and then people are like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't say my favorite color is blue. I said that, like, <laughs> I see things. Like, let's talk about it. Like, I think these are really good conversations to have because it's like having like a superpower. Right. And like my dad, and I would always admire my dad for it because like, it would be every family function it would be, like, a certain hour, and everybody's like, all right, my turn to be read. So, like, my dad would just go into a room and, like, have, like, one aunt go in and the next cousin go in and whatever, and read them. And yeah. I always wondered, I'm like, how does he know? So I would ask him, I'm like, what do you see? Like, what do you look at? He's like, I don't know. He's like, and he just, like, he'll just, like, rub over the hand and, like, fight things off. And then, like, it's just a crazy thing to see him do. But right. I can never understand, like, how. And he would never read my palm, like, ever. Like, my whole life, I would beg him, like, please, can you read my palm? He'll yeah. be like, no so finally one day he did mm-hmm. and he was like all right he, i think his fear was he didn't want us to know what like i was either going through or like mm. what future things i don't know like maybe it's too intimate to know so but one day he was like finally i'll read it so he read them and he was mm-hmm. like oh there's like somebody you're dating that you're hiding and this and the third and i was like oh shit like that's true like i was talking to someone at the time that i didn't tell my parents about uh-huh. and then he was like you're trying to change your career path and like school isn't going as well as you're telling us and all of this was true like i was like how does he know like i was dorming in another so planet yeah. i never like i never really tell my parents anything emotional that i'm going to because you know it's just you know cultural and trauma yeah anyway <laughs> and so when he yeah. picked up on that i was like oh shit like i'm caught and i was like okay yeah. cool i was like yeah we're done <laughs> yeah no you just gotta wrap it up at that yeah. point so interesting though <laughs> very oh, crazy God. situation <laughs> and how long ago was that i was about 18 so oh. maybe was well, i don't know math seven years ago oh okay so yeah oh. so it was yeah never and never again but yeah, that was <laughs> that's my supernatural experience <laughs> that's so dope so you said that you were on shrooms how is that experience do you do it often or is it something that you do like seasonally well so the last time i did shrooms was about i want to say a couple months ago probably like seven okay. six mm-hmm. months ago um it's it's a really cool experience because it's not it's nothing that i felt on any other type of thing like mm-hmm. alcohol and weed are like the other two that i would ever say i can yeah. like, say i've experienced and it's not that's nothing like those things like i feel like alcohol is a very liquid confidence thing where you're just yes. like i'm just gonna get fucked up and incoherent and i'm yeah. just go dance and chill whatever and then weed is just a little bit more laid back and like right. i don't know just like a little more fun in the mm-hmm. sense of like yeah like you have, you have a little less um guard up with yes. 
agreed yeah right and then so like with shrooms though it's like you have to you have to take on everything that you've been like avoiding or like pushing down so like the first experience i had it was like all right um, i took i took the just like the straight up shroom i didn't like Mm -hmm. put it in a chocolate or tea or anything i just like chewed it and it was fine how does and it so it tastes okay so everybody says it tastes like dirt and socks and like Nothing gross it, <laughs> no it's okay <laughs> no you have no i'm telling you and then everybody's like no like eat it with put it on a pizza put like this it makes it with something mm. so you don't taste like the full taste but to me it tastes like paper like it doesn't taste like anything uh-huh. but paper okay so. Yeah, I mean, I recommend if you're like someone who's like a taste person, you're like, mm, I don't really fuck with how things taste like that. Yeah, you got to put it in something. Right, or like chocolate or something like that. Ah, uh, um, okay. Yeah. yeah. I like edibles because at least they try. Like, they'd be like, yeah, I'm going I'm to make this like, you know, a cereal or I'm going to make this into like a candy. Like, right. Say, oh, okay, I know I'm going to eat this and not think that it's a blunt, you know? Yeah, and not taste like the wrap or whatever. Right, because like, mm-hmm. paper... <laughs> it's not that bad though okay. I was one of those kids that chewed on paper back in the day <laughs> so I was like alright it's my chance to do it again <laughs> that's dope so, I don't think I've ever done the shrooms but I would love to do it maybe like in the summertime yeah 100% I definitely recommend it it's a very like you. it's very introspective drug and you have to tackle it like it's so for what my experience was and I don't know anybody else's really but mm-hmm. my experience was like um you so i'm sitting in my living or my my apartment is a studio so like living room bedroom whatever yeah half and half yeah Yeah. um i was sitting and like all the sections of my house became sections of like my brain and like my emotions wow so like my guilt was in my bathroom like in in the side so Mm -hmm. i would hear so every time i was lying to myself or lying to the universe or whatever Mm that the toilet would make a crazy like whooshing sound no, yeah it would go like and i was like okay and then that was like my guilt scene like bitch you're lying like you better fucking tell the truth right now to the universe they know and i was like all right and every time i would honestly speak it would go down and then i'd feel better and then like then i'll get another overwhelming feeling of like next thing to tackle next emotional trauma to tackle next whatever and it's just such a beautiful experience because even like I also have a big fear of death. Like I, I don't know how to this weird feeling of like I'm gonna die soon or I'm gonna die or like whatever. I know it's weird, but it's like one of those things where I'm like, oh, this might like the, my days can end soon, and I don't know when it's gonna be. Right? Do you feel like you live like a healthy lifestyle, or is it just like do you feel like you're a fucked up person? Like why do you think you're? Different? <laughs> so I think for me, the fear is just like my brain cannot compute. Mm. that th- that I, I i will not exist like at one point okay. this world will continue without me and that's just a crazy feeling to me yeah, i don't know why it is yeah you ever feel like that where you ever like yo like oh yeah all the time <laughs> all the time i try not to tell people as much because i don't want to make it seem as if i'm like you know trying to off myself <laughs> but it's definitely a thought especially like you know like when you see, first of all i try my best not to watch news because i'm like yeah if I watch this, I'm probably going to want to just kill myself because it's scary out there. Like, they're like, yeah, if you turn left, serial killer. If you turn left, it's a sex offender. And I'm like, so, like, should I just stay inside? Because this is not, it's not giving. Like, so, yeah, I definitely agree in terms of, like, you know, just being paranoid about death. But 
right like you're just always on on alert especially as women women and 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 anybody who are like lit well you know what just women because i don't even know men have this fear yeah but like we're gonna like not talk about them okay i think you know any any and anybody you know another marginalized groups but like generally like women we deal with the bigger bullshit yeah so i like we just always on alert in the street like we like i the minute i step foot out my door i'm looking behind me to see who knows where i live to know if someone's gonna push me into my house like Mm-hmm. so you're right like that day-to-day we're like always in fear like we're yeah, always we're in fear yeah. it's crazy like on a high alert at all times yeah especially being alone you know mm-hmm. it's definitely a challenge but it's interesting i think a lot of people fear death i think they fear how they're gonna die um mm-hmm. but i think i think that's the reason why like even when we started this episode i asked like what do you want to bring to the world even though you may not be able to like obtain that thing at this point, just being able to work towards it or just embody that energy is like super important. Right. You can't wait till you're 50 to be like, yeah, like now I want to be able to, you know, impact other people's lives or whatever your legacy is going to be. Like, I feel like you got to start that shit like in small ways now. A hundred percent. And it's like, you know, you don't even know if 50 is going to be there for you. Listen. Okay. Cause (laughs) honestly, I speak to a lot of people because I work in healthcare. Mm-hmm. I speak to a lot of people that are like in that age group where they're like, yeah, I'm retiring and, you know, I'm getting to a point. And I'm like, honestly, the pension, the insurance, the, you know, disability, all of that shit is so like fickle to the point mm-hmm. where honestly live your life right now. Cause it's like you borderline got to work until you die. So like that's what yeah. my is, is work until I die. I'm trying to retire at like 55. Nah. Right, I'm not trying yeah. to live my old ass age. Yeah, working. Yeah, it's so depressing. Like I was at Walmart the other day, and this old guy, like he had to be in his seventies. He was working, and it just broke my heart because I'm like, damn, your kids did not do what they needed. <laughs> <laughs> right, but like, what did you do in your lifetime, though? Because you That's know, old people, we even forgetting that we look at them, we're like, oh, innocent. I'm like, but yeah. you were a young adult, and you probably were an asshole, a shitty person. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I always think about it, and that's why you're saying like the like the legacy part. Like, if you're not what you're not doing now is not going to result in your old age. So, yeah, so I think it's important to like really pop your shit when you're young and just you know put yourself out there because you really never know. And I feel like you know it's tough being able to like keep track of every portion of your life and trying to be perfect. Like, there's a reason why I ask you: Do you think like you're gonna die because you you live in a bad like lifestyle, whatever? I think a lot of people, like, their fear is, like, oh, I'm going to die because I don't eat healthy or I'm going to die because, you know, like, I have, you know, this sickness or whatever. And it's, like, sometimes you die just because. And that's okay. Right. Like, it doesn't always have to be, like, this extreme thing. Like, sometimes it's just time to go. And honestly, it's free. So go for it. Like, (laughs) I, I don't have an attachment to my life to that extent because the subscription to live is too much. So it's sometimes best to just go. Like, you're like, (laughs) oh, girl. I've been thinking about that, too, where I'm like, damn. But I'm like, you know, there's also, like, so much beautiful things to, like, live for. So I think that's where I uh, my thing is, where I'm like, there's just so many things in this world that I want to see and do. And, like, what if, like, tomorrow I say about that and I get struck by lightning? Like, that that's literally, like, irrational shit like that. I'll be like, Like, what if today hit by a bus? Yeah, look what's going on in Florida right now. Everybody's swimming. Like, I I personally would have died. 
I don't know how they're making it out there, but I, with that amount of water, I would have just drowned. I'm so sorry. I would never be prepared for stuff like that. Yo, me too. I don't know how to swim at all. Oh my God. Like, I feel like that's really like so like common. Like a lot of people do not know how to swim, but Florida, like what do they call them? Floridians? Floridians? Yeah. Nah, they, they could swim. Yeah. Those people are born with gills or something. Cause I don't know. I don't know how to <laughs> swim at all. So, like, where can we find you? Where are you located on social media? Or how can we... So, I am on Instagram and TikTok, Dnova, with two A's. So, D-N-O-V-A-A. Um, and then on Twitter, it's Dnova with five A's at the end. <laughs> Somebody have a username. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to follow you on Twitter. And, um, yeah, that's where I'm currently in. And if you want to join, um, working on this new project called Siesta with my friend Michelle. Um, it's all about rest and relaxation. Um, and so we're also on Geneva. So if you want to join us there, we have a community. We let you vent to us about, like, how shitty your job is we let, or anything, really. Yeah. Um, we also give you... Um, tips on how to relax on a budget one of the biggest things that we spoke to with a lot of people is that like they feel that either vacations are unattainable or spas are unattainable or things like that where they're like oh rest is so luxury and like we want to show people that you can have rest and relaxation in your everyday day-to-day so yeah beautiful i love that yeah we definitely need more resources like that so be sure to check her out and thank you so much for joining thank you for having me (laughs) 